The term love is one of those words that, depending on the context, can mean different things. When I say I love chocolate chip cookies, and then I say I love my fiance, it's clear that those two versions of love mean different things. At least it should be clear. And even comparing the terms to different human beings, the way you love your mother is a different way you love your wife. And the way you love your brother is a different way you love your child. And because love can mean so many different things depending on the context, the main way to discern through the various different types of love is through action. Through your actions, you show your spouse that your love for them is different than the love you have for your coworkers or boss, if you actually love them. In many ways, action is actually the way you find love. And we've all experienced those who have given you a false sense of what love is or what good is. People who say they love you, but by their actions, they show you that they really don't love you. In a similar way, when it comes to God and love, only he can define these qualities. And he too defined it through his actions, through the life of Jesus. Jesus demonstrated what true love, God's love, looks like. And it is our obligation as Christians to surrender ourselves to the Bible's definition of good and evil and of love. And as we do so, we will find that certain behaviors and traits need to be removed and rejected as God shapes us into the character of Christ. And every time he reveals to us more about ourselves that needs changing, we will be challenged to one, either surrender our lives to God or two, to take Christ off the throne of our life so we can keep the thing, whatever it is, that we don't want to change. All this being said, it's important to remember that God's law is not meant to be painstakingly hard to keep and to be annoying. One really cool thing we find with the commandments is that included with the instructions are also blessings. What do I mean by this? For example, the fourth commandment was to be a great blessing. It is the one commandment that emphasizes the equality of humanity and mandating that men, women, children, servants, strangers in your house, and even your animals be given rest from their labors. It doesn't matter your class, caste, gender, race, or position in life. On a Sabbath, you are given the freedom to rest and find peace. Jesus makes this call to humanity, saying, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Jesus was the one who gave this gift at creation, Genesis 2, 1-3, and spoke it as law from Sinai. He is the Lord of the Sabbath, and he declares that it was made as a gift to humanity. How awesome that the God of the universe gave his creation a special day on which he would visit with them personally and lavish his love and grace on them. That is what the Sabbath was created for in Genesis 2. It is a day for fellowship and rejoicing. It is a day for rejuvenation and reconnection. It is a day that allows the created to rest in their creator and redeemer, knowing that God will provide for their needs 
and that he will save them. Hebrews 4 tells us that the Sabbath is a celebration of God as our creator. It tells us that the Sabbath remains a blessing for the people of God. In fact, all 10 moral precepts, commandments, remain as a blessing to humanity. Now, the fourth commandment is just an example, but if you look at any of the other commandments, you're fine within the instructions is an incredible blessing that comes from that law. You're fine that it's not restrictive, but it's freeing. After God sent Jesus into the world to demonstrate the character and law of God, which is love, you can imagine how hurt God was by Christianity when during the first centuries, Many in the church quickly perverted these precious truths about the character of God. They changed the law of God in all types of ways. They changed the law of God by ignoring the second commandment, which forbid idolatry. And they changed the fourth commandment, God's day of worship, from the Bible Sabbath, Saturday, to Sunday, a day with no biblical sanction whatsoever. They hid the word of God from the people. They sought power and alliances from the kingdoms of this world. And finally, they persecuted anyone who believed anything contrary to their dogma and decrees. No wonder that period of time is called the Dark Ages. And a lot of the trauma and erroneous ideologies from that time has snuck into the perspectives of many people today. It's one of the reasons why people look at the Ten Commandments and see restrictions instead of an incredible blessing. Maybe you too have looked at the actions of the church in many different times in history and have not seen love. Maybe as a result of this, your perspective on God and his commandments has been unhealthy. Up until this point, you may have thought that God was an angry sky monster who was controlling and hateful. Well, if any part of you is struggling with that idea, I challenge you to look at the Ten Commandments with a different lens, not as ten constricting rules to make you miserable, but ten guiding principles to help you live the most fulfilling life you can on this earth. A life where you are loving God and loving your fellow man. In the next and final episode, Hope, coming up in the last episode of A Picture of God. Mm -hmm.